Well, hello. <laughs> it's a good evening in um, Australia, and it's a good morning in the UK. We're co-host um, Andrina Forrest is operating from, so that's the beauty of technology these days. So I'll throw us back to Andrina as she'll do the introductions to our guest, who, by the way, is living in Australia. Hi, everybody, and welcome and for another weekly episode of Dreaming a New Dream. Today it's the 4th of May 2023 and it's my great pleasure to welcome Janine Umina from Australia who I met, um, God it must have been about 2010-2011 I think when I first met you, I know it was a long long time ago and, I, and our pathways have suddenly come back together again after such a long time and um, so we had a lovely chat a um, couple of weeks ago and anyway here we are now so it's with pleasure I say once again welcome Janine and thank you for agreeing to be a guest on our show. Thank you Andrea thanks for having me both of you so it's a pleasure to be here. Seems and great that we can do this from England and, and Australia all over the world it's rather wonderful. Yeah technology's moved on mega times yeah. Um, right, so I know you're, you've been a teacher for many years and you do healing work, you do many modalities. So can we start from the very beginning? Um, I know you were born in Melbourne, Australia. So would you like to share the steps of how your path has unfolded along the way to, to where you are now and all the different workshops and courses and the different ways that you're helping people? Sure, Andrina, it's a long time. Um, oh, gosh. Well, let me say, um, I was probably always different. Um, really? I was, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was always um, kind of forward thinking and always outside the square, outside the box. Um, I was reading vampire books in the Catholic ladies. <laughs> I don't think they knew they were there, but I read them and scared the hell out of myself. <laughs> um, but it was before that too, you know, even before that, I I never, um, I went to Catholic school. I was brought up that way. Dad's Italian um, and we went to school in Melbourne. I was brought up right in Melbourne in the city. And, um, you know, I was just a, very much a sports person. So I was always playing sport. I was, you know, roller, roller skating, not even blading, roller skating. And um, when I was about 12, I, I always used to think that, you know, going to church every Sunday, and, and this is nothing against people that go to church. I think church is great for some people. But I couldn't understand how as a child, and this is probably just what they taught back then, but you know, if you did the wrong thing, this God person would put you in hell, you know, and burn you in fires. And I thought that was pretty freaky. So at 12, I decided I wouldn't go there anymore. I didn't like it. And you can imagine what a um, Italian dad, <laughs> Catholic, said. And I got into a bit of trouble for a bit. But um, I didn't go anymore. I said I still believed in God, but I just wasn't sure that that was the one I wanted to believe in that was, you know, able to put me into <laughs> hell and brimstone when I was only a kid. And um, anyway, I grew up a little bit more. We moved out, out of Melbourne itself and out a little bit more into the suburbs. And I raced. I loved swimming. 
so I started racing and uh, one day I didn't like breaststroke you know like I love backstroke and freestyle and butterfly and I never liked breaststroke and the coach wanted us to do a thousand meters and I'm like no way you know and and, and then he said um we're short of a teacher the swimming teaching would anyone like to learn and I put my hand up and said yeah me I'd like to learn that and seriously it was just to get out of doing the breaststroke you know lots of things like that <laughs> kind of happened so I started yeah. I learned there you know and 32 years later sorry 22 years later when I was 32 um I was still doing it you know so it, it became my career I had clubs and things but then I started to notice other things like um I used to coach triathletes and and I watched people's brains and how they worked, even though I was young and, you know, there wasn't much internet on because I'm 64 now. And um, I started noticing that kids, you know, that had been natural swimmers or natural sports people, when they got to around the age between 12 and 15, something else took over. And so the ones that were natural and that were winning when they were kids all of a sudden weren't winning anymore. And I kind of started studying that. And I realized that something else kicks in and it's determination. Mm. Okay. And I wanted to know where that came from and how that worked and how that, you know, changed. And I found kinesiology, you know, muscle testing where you test with muscles. Yeah. And that yeah. was a long time. Remember, that was like 30. I, did, I was 30 when I did it. So I must have taught for another few years. And so that was 34 years ago. And it was actually called Touch for Health. In fact, just over there, I've still got the book on the bookshelf that I um, originally learned from. And it absolutely fascinated me how uh, the mind and the body connection was working. And so I used to do fun things like switch off the, um, I used to train triathletes and um, I used to switch off the muscles so that they were like, you know, four seconds behind the other one because they couldn't get their arms going. They thought that was a good fun trick when, when we'd race and things like, just silly things. <laughs> But um, it really got me going. And then, I don't know, I just got quite alternative after that. I um, I did more mainstream things because I came from a sports background. So I wasn't really into intuition or anything like that, although mm. I realised later that I'd always used it. You know, mm. like when I met someone, I would know instantly whether I was going to get on with them or not instantly. And if I went against that, it always turned out not good. And so there was lots of other things where I just kind of knew things. I knew what, I guess I kind of knew what people were thinking, but I didn't realise it at the time, you know. And then um, I studied a few different things. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember now. It's that long ago. But just did some different body works. And then we came up, myself and my husband then, and the three kids, we came to Queensland because I really, I couldn't um, stand the cold weather much. And we'd sort of spent a bit of time up north. So we ended up coming up and uh, coming to live in Queensland where I still am on the sunny coast. And I was in Umundi and um, I did a few more courses. I did Shiatsu, that's what I did. And um, I eventually took a stall at the Yamundi Markets. When the, do you remember, you guys, when the Yamundi Markets first opened on a Wednesday, right? That's how long ago it was that I took a stall. And I thought, oh, this is a bit of fun. I'll do this. 
And um, there was no vacancy on a Saturday at the time. So I took a Wednesday one to start with and I started doing shiatsu. And that's acupressure for anyone out there that doesn't know what that is. So the Chinese use acupuncture, so they use needles and um, the Japanese use acupressure. So I did that. And after a while, people would come. So they would come to the store. So I had an enclosed area. It was inside in the old hardware store there in the main street. You probably know that, Jeff, maybe. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, there. So when um, old Bobby was running it. And um, so anyway, I went in there and he said, I've got a small spot for you, Janine. So he, I, I went in there. And then after a while, I can't tell you how long, because I was in the markets for eight years. And after a while, I, when someone would come to the kind of like, it was kind of like a door, but it was just made out of curtains. And then I was looking at them and then I realised after a little while that I actually knew what was wrong with them before they were telling me. That's really when it really mm -hmm. got going. I've done some courses, um, some diamond structure courses. I'd done theta healing. I'd done um, some hypnosis. I did just uh, normal. I think she just was a teacher that had learned it herself. I did all the Reiki levels, you know, lots of different modalities back then. Um, and the diamond structure was very important. I can't even remember its name at the moment. I'll remember that later. And uh, the most important thing was that um, because in the markets, I then, by that stage, I had two days. So I worked on a Wednesday there and I worked on a Saturday there as well in the same area. And if you can imagine people coming, say, every half an hour to have a shiatsu, you know, Japanese acupressure, but what I started to do was read them because it was fun. There was no other, no one else was doing it. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just literally reading people's energy fields. They would come, I would know what was wrong with them. And then I started to check it. And there's a really good way to check it when they lie on the table and you know, their shoulders sore and you poke it and they say, ouch. <laughs> <You've got laughs> it. So, so yeah. I started know that you know and then um you know I was in there for eight years so after some time then I remember just saying to people when they come I wouldn't even bother testing them um I just say to them oh your shot right shoulder sore and your left hip and your right knee and this that and the other and seriously I don't know what they thought of me but they just used to go yeah 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 they probably thought I could see it in there the yeah way they walked or something I don't really know um, but if you can imagine, I worked in those markets for eight years and I did say, who knows how many people I worked from six in the morning until two in the afternoon. That's eight straight hours of working with people. Now, let's just say I did 12 a day, which I can tell you it was more. So I did 12 each day because they'd come in for half an hour. So I was reading at least 24 people every week. And then mm -hmm. I actually, without bragging, I just became 110% accurate with it. And sometimes people would even say, I always remember this one guy. And I said, oh, you've had a broken ankle. And he's like, no, I haven't. And I'm, he said, I'd remember that. And I'm going, oh, okay, no, but you have. And he goes, no. And then anyway, I learned not to argue with people when you, you know, you see yeah. things or you yeah. And so, um, I always remember him because he wanted my card. 
So I gave him my card and he rang two weeks later and he said, I did break my ankle. I remembered it was on the soccer field, just like you said, you know, so things like that would happen. <laughs> and um, I just kept reading people. And like I said, that's how come I got so accurate with it. Now, um, I used to use other people's modalities at the start. And then after a while, uh, I developed my own modalities. I stayed in those markets for the eight years. And, and then I met a woman, she actually lives in England now, and she was English and she came in and I also did readings and things for a while as well. But that sort of, I don't know, it, I didn't really like doing that because people took you too much at face value, what you'd say, you know, and if it was hang on to the, you know, hang on to it. And I just, I wasn't comfortable doing it that way. So I kept reading bodies, as I call it. And, um, you know, I could see spirits. I could see people that passed away. I didn't learn it. They just used to come. Mm. And, um, and then I had to learn things. You know, you have to, as a, um, as a healer, learn boundaries or you get overwhelmed and, you know, the spirits and things would want to come and talk to you all the time. So, you know, I needed to learn boundaries, which I did. All of these things I learned in the markets. And then I had people um, would ask me if I, they got a group of people, would I fly down to Sydney and work with them? Because I'd started to change over from doing the shiatsu to doing the um, healing work. I just used to pull a curtain across because it was, you know, still a bit like that back then. I mean, you know, <laughs> this has taken a lot. I've been rejected for a lot of years. <laughs> what was that? Say no more. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. And so, you know, they were hanging garlic up at me and, you know, doing this and, and that. <laughs> and um, anyway, I, uh, so I started to travel interstate. So people, because it was a, a market that was um, very big overseas, especially back in those days, it wasn't so big then. It was much, much, much smaller. I got out um, probably about two years after they got really big um, because it just wasn't the same, like lots of things, some things mm. just change and you don't want to be there anymore. So I started traveling Australia's and then what happened was a girl I gave a reading to um, and I always remember it because it got me overseas and I said to her, you're going to meet a lady and she's going to offer you a job. Um, and you're going to go and work for her. And at first, you're not going to really like her. You're not going to think that you're going to get on with this woman, but you will in the end, you know, and you'll actually really like it and you'll stay there. And anyway, about eight months later, she contacted me and said, um, I'm working for that woman you told me about. And she said, we bring people from overseas to work over here. Would you like to come over? So this was in Hong Kong. She was working. So I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea because <laughs> you know, I was in for anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so then I started to go to Hong Kong and then from Hong Kong someone else came and I went to Koh Samui in a um, big um, Ayurvedic resort where I worked over there and had Ayurvedic food and treatments for, you know, two weeks at a time, which was pretty cool. And uh, they brought, you know, the clients to me. It was a um, not a rehab centre but a get well centre. It was pretty good. And then from there, I went to Singapore. So um, then, I don't know, I came back to, I mean, I was in Australia, but I would just go over there for six weeks. I'd do two weeks in each country and then come home. 
Mm. And uh, then I did a lot of work around Australia through one of those things. I think it was like called Scoop On or Group On, where you did a did something oh, yeah. really to introduce yourself, and then went from there. So I went to every state for a long time, and um, yeah, that's sort of how my career really took off. And then um, I started to just know different things that weren't what I'd learned if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would work with people and I first started seeing them. Um, I would see a male and a female standing behind them and often I'd see like a male person jibber jibber in their ear and then what the what the spirit said, the person would talk and say it and I'd be like, what is going on with this? So I watched it for probably some time, probably about six or eight months, because I couldn't quite figure out what was going on and they wouldn't talk much to me, but I could hear what they were saying all the time. So I just watched them. And then um, one day I realised that they were aspects of the person because I knew they weren't spirits, you know what I mean? Like the spirits, they look different. I, when I, I don't know what you guys are like, but when I see a spirit, I see through them. So they're they look like you, but I can see the wall through you, if that makes sense. You know, in fact, I I very rarely can see them as a whole, except for when my grandfather comes and then he's he's not see-through. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my whole world doesn't really make sense. But anyway, it's good fun. And um, so I realised that these parts were aspects and I explained them like this. So I was working with this diamond structure. I can't remember what its name is. It's actually quite famous. Chiron Healing. Have you heard of Chiron oh, right. Healing? Yeah. Right? That's what it was. Yeah. I've just remembered. I've still got not the book, but just one of the structures over there. And so that's a big diamond structure and it's got a lot of lines and the diamonds get smaller. You know, they start out this big and then they come into the, the feeling centre and it's round about that size. But then what I started to notice was that there was lines off those diamonds. And so then these beings that were talking to these people, does this sound totally crazy? When I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> I'm with you on the page. <laughs> so I would follow them out <laughs> on the lines energetically, okay? And then so I could cruise out on these diamonds and um, I kind of called them, I didn't know anything about computers in those days, but I called it the web because it was like I was going out on a web, you know, the spider web. I call it like mm. a spider web. And so I'd follow these webs out and there would be junction points. And then I realised the junction points was actually where something had taken place in the person's life to cause them some form of upset. So each one of these junction points was like a block. Hmm. that was outside in the field rather than in the body. And so at these junction points, if they were ready to move it, I would find one of these beings, a male or female being, and I could have a conversation with them. And then I would bring them back to the person. And then I, at first I didn't let the person do the work. I would just do it because I didn't really 
I've not come across it. And a lot of the stuff I just, I mean, I know I did a lot of things in the early days, but what I was learning, I didn't know that anyone else was teaching and they probably are. I don't know, but this is how I learned it. And so um, it's kind of like this. I explain it like this. You know, when you decide that you're going to go on a fitness kick, right? And you think, right, I'm going to not eat crappy food. I'm going to throw it all out of the cupboard and the pantry and everything. And on Monday, I I always do this, always start on a Monday. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't start on a Friday, but I always start something (laughs) on a Monday. What do you guys do the same? Yeah, well, uh, you'd have a good weekend and then you think, right, I can start the week afresh. (laughs) That's right. It's always like, we're going to start this week afresh. I'm not good at um, New Year's Eve things. I I never do those because I think there's too much energy about that and no one does them and you get caught up in the collective and you don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, so getting back to these aspects, um, I called them parts at the time. And so... um, I say you're doing this, so you're throwing all the food out and everything and you're going to start on Monday. Monday you wake up and you're all keen to go, right? So one of those parts, the male or the female energy, wants to do it. She's He or she's like keen, they're going to do this. And then you wake up and it's like, I don't want to do that. It's raining. I'll just have a hot <laughs> chocolate because that'll warm me up. You know, I don't really want to. I'll start next week, you know? Yeah. Okay, so already... <laughs> already two aspects have come in okay and then the third one comes in in the afternoon right it says you've done it again you've let me down you said you were going to do it and look what you're doing you're just doing the same thing we just go over and over and over this right you know those parts i'm talking about <laughs> everyone um, obviously female isn't it oh clearly it was jeff clearly it was <laughs> well she gets the idea and then he tries to carry it out. It's actually him because he doesn't carry it out, you know. <laughs> Not necessarily. It could be either, Jeff. I'll give you that one. So um, <laughs> so one part gets the idea, okay. That's the part that's closest to the body. So not so far out on these, you know, spider webs. And so it's the one that is egging you on because part of you, you know how part wants to do something and part of you doesn't. That's the argument. It's not really the cricket on Pinocchio that sits on the shoulder, the devil and that. It's not really that. It's actually these parts. <laughs> and so one part's going, go and exercise, get fit. And the other part's going, oh, just have a hot chocolate and chill, babe, you know, like so. <laughs> and it just depends which part, i.e., as I know now, <laughs> whether you got this particular block from your mum or your dad. So if you got it from your mum, it's in your female side, yeah? Mm. And if you got it from your dad, it's on your masculine side. So let's just, for Jeffrey's sake, say that the male <laughs> wanted to do it, right? <laughs> we'll let him have this one, Andrea. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> the only one, but, you know, he's hosting us. You know, what can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the male, we'll call him Jeff. <laughs> He wants to get fit, right? And Andrina comes in on Monday and she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm having hot chocolate. I am not doing that. I want to stay in bed. It's too cold. And then Janine, the kid in the afternoons, like, no way. You guys always do this. You've just mucked it up again. You know, you never do what you're going to say. And um, anyway, after a while, so then the one to work with actually in this case wasn't Jeff. It was actually Andrina and the child part. So the child's got the wound 
And the part that doesn't want it also has the block. So they both have the block, right? And the other part's just trying to get things done. That's why we're all, we're in conflict a lot. Now, once you talk to the female and find out what the emotion, what the underlying emotion was, and then after you do that, so you kind of go down the scale. And then after you do that, you go to the child and you find out when it came in. Okay. And once you find out when it came in, then you can take it out. But when I was doing that work, I can take out some of it. I couldn't take the whole situation out. Does that make sense? So you would have to come back and do yeah. another session with me and we'd have to work on some other component of that. Now, I did that, oh, God, I reckon year, for years I did it that way, um, probably eight years, six, six years, eight years, um, and got after a while um, I realised also that it was much better if I could get the person to do it so they could hear them. They didn't realise that they were, but they could actually hear them. And um, so I just got them in a kind of a hypnotic state where they could tune into those parts themselves and get mm. exactly what they needed to clear. Now, that recently um, was sometime last year it started coming in and it was different and I couldn't quite figure it out and... Um, I have another friend who does similar work and we communicate, you know, um, and we were talking about it and I said, she said that she was working this different way and I said, oh, my God, I'm working that way too, but I don't quite know how to do it. And um, anyway, she she had more of an idea and now I've just, did, like, used that, but then now I've developed my own, it's even different again. And this is how, you know, you learn all the time. You're constantly learning and evolving. So, you know, I think it's a great idea that you go off and do courses to get you going, you know, like I teach them. Um, but after a while, it just comes through. And so now I work with, um, with the whole scene. So whatever mm. the scene was, I work with the whole scene and we can completely remove the whole scene whereas before you had to do two or three now it's it's a fantastic way of working and I do trial things on myself because um you know I've got to know how I react so that I can you know figure out how other people react and so I can take out full scenes but very rarely can I do two different things these days because once you take a full scene out the person actually doesn't know who they are because they've carried mm. that whatever that scene is around for so many years that it keeps replaying. So what happens mm. with this, the difference with this work, is that before I would work directly with the masculine, the feminine and the child part, which really in, um, you know, like psychiatry and stuff, it's the ego, the, you know, the super ego or whatever they call it and the child the wounded child so it's kind of the same um but with this other work it's really um the part that uh you know like the child part what happens is something 
so awful for the child. And it doesn't always mean that it's a completely terrible thing, but it can be just something that's really upset the child. And so what happens is she steps aside or he steps aside, okay? And um, another part comes in and takes over. And that's the part that does the acting up. That's the part that was Andrina on the sun, on the Monday and what, didn't want to get up for a hot chocolate. You know, she wanted to have hot chocolate instead of getting up. Does that make sense? So that's mm -hmm. the part that steps in. The child part, the part that it happened to, it, sometimes it's not child, could be adult, but the part that it happened to actually steps out of the body. So it's no longer in connection with. And then it just sits on the side and it knows nothing else except for what happened to it at that particular time. So it just sits there and that's all it knows. It can't function, can't do anything because it was in trauma for whatever reason, whatever happened to it. And so the other part steps in and takes over and it's usually, you know, going to make sure it's safe. It's just trying to keep the child safe. What I've realised and I'm still unsure as to if it's all the time, because when I'm working, I just kind of let it flow a bit more, um, is that that part can often be a part that's been in another lifetime that repeated the pattern. So it's like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'll come and help you, you know, because we work back about seven generations. Mm. So that part will step in and then after I find it, it, it holds an agreement with the with the child. I, I just call it a child because most of the time it is a child when it's happened. Most stuff happens under the age of seven pretty much. Mm. Okay. I know we have repeats and people think, oh, yeah, I was 21 when that first happened and I can tell you it's pretty well not that. It's it's like 98%. It's under the age of seven. Even though you don't remember, we do when we're working, it comes up, you know, just mm. it, it's in still. And I have an innate way of triggering that. So that comes up. Um, and so, you know, the part holds a contract or an agreement. Now, if it's just, if it's holding an agreement, it's strong in the child, in the, in the person. But if they're holding a contract and an agreement, a double whammy, so they've got both things going on, then it's really ingrained. Mm. Okay. And so, so you can imagine once we take that contract out and then that part or aspect is perfectly happy to go, doesn't want to stay. It's like, oh, I've done my job. I've protected you because that's what they're doing from being hurt or whatever it is for all these years. And then they're happy to actually go. Um, and then what happens is the parts, the other parts come back in, the other parts of self come back in. And then, sorry about the phone, I'm running it off the phone. <laughs> I thought you were near a train station. Station, but I'm not near. I could probably turn it down. I'm not very techy like our friend here who can go all over the, the world. I know, I know. It's not, it's not my forte. I just work up there. <laughs> but that's better. That should not make train sounds. Um, where is that up to? Okay, so the part will go off. And then it's like the person kind of feels a little bit naked in a way. We'll call it trust. Say you never trusted people and all of a sudden you do again because I've worked with it, right? And so sometimes they go looking for it because they actually don't know who they are. Mm. 
because they haven't got that part there dictating and they're like, well, and they go looking for it, you know, well, where is it, you know, where, where, where's the part that doesn't trust, you know, um, and they get a little bit funny about it. So that's why I only ever do one because to do, <laughs> my friend did several on a lady who was a healer also and said, I can handle it, I can handle it, and she couldn't. And then mm. she rang up and then you can put them in crisis, yeah? I did it to myself just to see what would happen. And you go into crisis, even me who knows. <laughs> You've got to test this stuff out. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of how I work now. And so, but what happens is it's very fast, you know, um, to change. The change is instant. I worked with another a lady who has my namesake the other day, beautiful woman and uh, worked with her and she's completely changed, completely. Even her face changed in front of me. You know, she got colour back. She she was she's just beautiful and um, she just completely changed after it. And so it takes, you know, probably in the old work, it used to take four to eight days to stop being a bit emotional about it. If I'm talking too much, just let me know because I'll just... No, no, it's fascinating. And for people that don't understand some, you know, ways that how do people work differently, it's another, you know, gets people thinking there's more to this than meets the eye, so to speak. Oh, that was that me or not me? Was that me? I was like freaked out that that was going to happen. Okay, so um, getting back to the part. So, so what can happen sometimes is they don't know who they are because they've lost that part, and so they look for it. And I, you know, have to say to them, look, you you can't speak about it, you can't talk about it. You've got to just let it go and just whatever comes up, just go. Okay, that's done now, and let it go because um they freak out so much they can ask for it to come back because they feel so mm. very different. Mm. So yeah, that, that makes, kind of mm. makes sense. Makes total sense, yeah, yeah. Mm. Totally yeah. with you. Mm. Yeah, mm. so it makes a lot of difference. I, in saying all of that, I use a lot of intuition and clairvoyance and stuff with the work so I can see. So if we're off track, if I'm working with somebody, I mean, you could, I'm, you know, going to be teaching this, um, you know, over a six month period online actually. Uh, <clears throat> but you don't need to have those talents to get it started. I have a way of getting, getting through just using, you know, a script kind of thing that you can follow and um, test because I test with kinesiology the whole time. The person's testing themselves. So you can do it without it, but it is much, much better if I can um, teach or if people have their intuition um, and you knowing. Uh, I know often when I teach classes, people, um, they come along and they all want to see, everyone wants to see things, you know, which is great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, that's what we do a lot, isn't it? You know, we see things with our human eyes and then, you know, when we use our other eye, uh, we can see things. But in all honesty, the number one thing where you're 100% more, 110% accurate is your knowing. Hmm. You know, when you know something and it's like, 
you don't necessarily know how you know. I mean, I do. I know because spirits told me, you know, but you don't always know when you first started how you know, but you know that you know. And yeah. you can't deny that one. Because if you say, you know what it's like, I explain it like this. Someone has a car accident and you get witnesses, right? How different are the witnesses' view of what happened? Mm. One will say, this happened. You know, and the car came around the corner and this other one did this and then the other person goes, no, it didn't. This happened. And yet they're all watching the same thing. Mm. And it's no different to your third eye, you know, or I see with these eyes anyway. There's um, there's a, a, a line of energy that comes when I'm reading. You'll see me look off to the side even when I'm talking. Thank you for putting that up. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I'll talk about each one actually. So this one, I call it intelligent body. Um, your body knows exactly what it needs to eat and drink, which vitamins and minerals it needs, and we can tap in and find that out. Now, I'm going to uh, teach a little class on this online with, um, with this here. Uh, and using kinesiology, I'm going to teach you how to tap into yourself because, I mean, it's so tricky out there. Someone says, eat meat someone else says don't eat meat someone says eat milk someone then they say don't eat milk then they say have these vitamins this is good for you that's bad for you who knows how tricky is it completely tricky right so um i just use this kinesiology and i call it intelligent body and i use kinesiology and you test your food because what's good for andrina isn't good for jeff what's good for jeff isn't good for me yeah I've even, you know, I even thought, oh, because um, I've been, I'm not a vegetarian. I just eat chicken and fish, you know, and I have, it's about 20 years. So it's a really long time. And then I thought, gee, a couple of vegan friends of mine, they went back to meat and I thought, oh, maybe, maybe I should test myself, you know, to see if I should eat that. Because I'm that, if you listen to that book with O and plus and minus, you know, positive and negative, you know, that book, the blood type book. I'm supposed to be carnivorous, right? But I'm not because every time I test it, it comes up no all the time. So I don't don't eat it. And other things that I thought that were good for me and they're just not. <laughs> so I do that. Now, these are my sessions. So these are all the things that I work with doing that talk that I was doing before. This is really cool, Jeff. You're doing a great job there, mate. <laughs> Um, so these are some of the things that I work with. Anxiety is prevalent in the world at the moment. I, you guys would see it everywhere, yeah? Mm -hmm. Thank you, yeah. And um, little kids, oh, my God, so many kids I'm working with at the moment because of anxiety. And it's not necessarily from them but the parents often because they're in anxiety, you know. They don't know what mm. to do. They don't know which way to turn. There's so much confusion and, it, you know, we know it's all done on purpose but it's still a lot of confusion. Relationships are big, you know, I work a lot with that. Trauma, so trauma is where it comes in big time where something, you know, quite bad happens sometimes, you know, car accidents and things like that. Fear is of loss. Um, what else have I written up there? Lots of things. I probably have to put these on to see them, hey? Um, yeah, being, oh, insignificance really big too because people, you know, feel so unseen, especially, you know, if they're one way or, you know, another in their family or there's disagreements, lots of that going on. 
feelings of unworthiness and a big one never heard they're not heard you know they speak up they're not heard and um i have to say that anything that you can think of <clears throat> anything that you've got at all we can change absolutely so they're my individual sessions i do those from all over the world on this little gadget here called a phone um to work on that through messenger or um you know sometimes on zoom as well so or individually and people come to see me so they're really cool too um what else was i saying now going back to my thing my story um i don't know have you got any questions or is there any hands up questions no. that people um yeah i think um Right, Andrew says, I think modern humans' teeth are unique because we have both flat and sharp teeth and thus our diet is our own choice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what suits one person, I just don't think suits another, mm. Mm. you know? And so you have to find out, and the beauty of it is you can get so precise with this that you can find out like with vitamins and things so it does several things actually i should talk a bit more about it because it's not just that basic so um you hold whatever the item is in your hand if you have it so it's good to have your vitamins and things because one vitamin brand might not suit you but the same vitamin in another brand might suit you mm. okay um, I took some time before I found uh, the right magnesium for me. I couldn't get the right one and then found it. And then you can be as precise as to ask how many to have a day. Um, and then you can, if you want to be really anal, like I can get sometimes, you might find out exactly um, one in the morning and one in the afternoon you know you can get as precise and as anal I, that's what i call myself when i'm doing that as anal as you want to get you know um and figure out exactly what you need and some weeks you know um as you're testing it what happens is the energy comes through you and then you know that it's a yes and if the energy doesn't come, you know it's a no. So mm. what it does also is enhances your intuition. And all you're really doing is testing for food. But it enhances your intuition as well. So then you can just, you know, if you're in a supermarket, I do it even in the supermarket. If I'm testing a brand, I do my shopping at the, um, you know, farmer's markets with everything except for some things you still need at the supermarket. And if they're in tins or packets or something like that, I just test it and ask. And if it's okay, I have it. And if it's not, that's okay too. So you might have something for months and then you can't have it. Or you mightn't have something for months and then it says have it, you know. But you start to, that's a really good way, even though it's a food thing and it's practical and it's got, practical things that you can do you're not really use you don't have to use your intuition although that comes in after a while you're really using it and you can just pick the thing up or you'll look at your breakfast and you'll go I can't eat that today and then if you test it you're right every time so mm. it works a good way you know okay this is for um Australians and this is for um the Noosa people the people on the Sunshine Coast or Brizzy people if you want to drive up um, and this is a class that I'm doing at my friends, as you can see, most luxurious home. 
mm. rather beautiful. And so I'm teaching that. So the intelligent body down the bottom, I'm teaching that class that I was just talking about. I can do that one online. The one above, I haven't figured out how to do online yet. I think I have to use rooms or something in Zoom and I'm, I haven't figured that out yet. So I still like to do that one in purpose. Uh, sorry, in person, not purpose, and on purpose. And so this one's for women, um, although, you know, men come too, but hardly ever men men ever come, mostly just women come. So I did this one specifically for women. Um, so we're doing meditation to connect in with the true self and the feminine and spirit as well. And then the meditation, another meditation, so that you can remember and get a feeling of who you really are. And then we practice what we naturally do, which is using our intuition. So I have um, practical steps to show you how to use your intuition, how to re-tap into it, because let's face it, no one at school is really teaching us that. Um, and so we do psychometry, which is a fun thing, telepathy, which, you know, in actual fact, we're moving back towards that, back to telepathy um because uh we're losing some people are a bit scared and they think that they're losing their words and they're mm. not we're actually going back to using more telepathy so it's just getting the brain right and we lose the words but there's nothing wrong with us that that you know the word will come later but we're actually using telepathy a lot more so i teach how to enhance that and then, um, you know, in the big buzzword at the moment is empathic energy, which means feeling, yeah? And everyone's feeling energy, and there's a lot of energies to feel at the moment. <laughs> yeah. right? All kinds of energies, right? And it's a really good idea to learn where they're coming from and whether you need to be still attached to them or not, yeah? So I teach mm. how to clear those, how to see them. Well, maybe not see them so much, but definitely how to feel them and then how to clear them because you need to be able to clear them and um if you guys are okay we might just i don't know towards the end oh it's how long do we go for jeff we don't care okay well in a little minute when i shut up for five seconds we might be able to do a little thing and it's very <laughs> it's very easy to do it's just it's pulling out of the collective consciousness you know, that's very... Can I um, just ask you a dumb question? Yeah, it won't um, be a dumb question. Us males, particularly I'm talking about myself now, going into a major shopping centre, oh, I just can't hack the energetic energy that's coming out of those stores. Um, I just got to get in and I got to get out. And um, mm. I mean, in Brisbane there, we've got the, the DFO centre over at Eagle Farm. And so you've got the whole centre's got its own music, but every store's got its own music. And yeah. you get this constant white noise. And it doesn't make a very pleasant experience to go shopping. And you're in, it's a real soup of um, that, what do you call it? Empathetic energy. Empathic. Well, I don't think I call it empathic. I don't call it empathic. <laughs> I'm not calling it empathic. We just call it just, shit. <laughs> but that's probably why we run out of toilet paper, you know? Yeah, well, that guy's really rich. Whoever invented all that, you know, that nonsense. He's like, he's wearing gold. <laughs> oh, um, so how do we get overcome so, that? But also, Carol, Carol asked something about. Um, she, I saw a message flash, flash. Put my teeth flash. in. Um, yeah, makes so much sense. So, what can individuals do for themselves to clear those 
these unheard parts. Ooh. So, so okay. You know, I'll, so I'll do that first. I'll go back. Sorry, Andrea, keep going. No, no. I was just going to say. So, you know, what tips or techniques that could help? You know, people now that they don't need training any like little things like the the body swaying or or whatever what would you share yeah. that could help people you ask okay i'll do jeff's and i'll come back to carol if that's cool because jeff yours is important because everybody's feeling these energies and you're absolutely right it's not just males it's females too you know i'm i never used to use protection you know like I never I never bothered with it you know it was it was just a different world you know sometimes I'd feel energy and so I would just clear it okay and so um when you go into a shopping center this is what I use and I'm actually really strict on it now Jeff for all those reasons you said you've got the main music you've mm -hmm. got it's a bombardment to the senses it's actually shocking and it is, and it shocks the body, you know, and you come out, you're mental in the head, you know, you're like, oh, my God, you know, and you get, and you lose your energy, don't you? And, and you feel it draining out of you, yeah? And I'm sure yeah. the audience is the same. And so what I do is I know people say put an egg around you, but I'm just, I use mirrors now, and I turn the mirrors that way. And I surround myself in an egg of mirrors so it reflects it back out away from me because mm. I, I can't stand it either. So I just say, okay, we're going to the shopping centre, let's shield up now. And I honestly, I never used to do that. You know, you could handle it because it wasn't like it is now in overload. We're overloaded with this. We're overloaded, you know, with the, um, with the towers. We're overloaded with... Um, fluorescent lights everywhere we're overloaded with information we're overloaded with computers games everything we're overloaded with and so now walking in a shopping center is a hundred times worse than it used to be or going anywhere really the cheeky buggers are now doing smells so yes when you go through yeah. the takeaway section instead of having the exhaust going outside they put the bloody there's the smells into the food court so you're walking past quite sensory isn't it yeah and they do it on purpose it's like you know they've been tricking us all the time because um i can remember this was me years ago and i've always been very outspoken i had my kids with me and it really started annoying me when they were young and you know you're a young mum and you got i had three kids and when they got all those lollies at the checkout in the supermarket, oh, yeah, yeah low where the kids can get them. How annoying is that, right? And so don't worry, Carol, I'm coming back to you. And um, so what um I remember one day I just I'd had enough and the um my son picked up a lolly and um you know he he was only a little boy, so he was picking lots up and I just let him do it. And the woman at the checkout was glaring at me like I was some sort of moron mother. And um, I just stood there and in the end, and I looked at her because then the other one started looking at me as well. And I just stood there and I said, you people do this on purpose. And I am sick to death of it. I've got three kids. It's enough that I have to even come here and shop. So if you're going to put this stuff up from now, and I don't care if my kids throw it all over the floor. And everyone in the line behind me clapped. 
Yeah. They were all mums and dads with kids too, you know, and so people don't want this stuff. And now, Jeff, that was years ago because they're like 40 now, my kids. Um, and all of this, it, it's it's to trick us and to make us, they know everything how to hypnotise us, everything how to take over and take control, and they do it. And they do it with what you just said, you know, the smells coming out with the, you know, um, the sensory with the music, you know, calm music in one place. You feel like saying to some of the young people, you know, I hate that music and I'm leaving the store because of it. But do the shield up, mate. That's what I do and send and you just... You don't have to even see it. You just stand there before you go in. And I just go, right, I want to shield up. I want mirrors turned outwards and I'm going to reflect back every piece of, I call it negative energy, just negative, because you, you don't mind having the other energy coming in. So I just say, and you reflect back every piece of negative energy that's coming at me. And then I, I feel better already when I just do that. And so... Um, you just do that and in a little minute I'll take everyone through that um, uh, little, it's not even a meditation, it's actually to pull out of the collective conscious, you know, and the more sensitive you are, which we all are these days anyway, because we're overloaded, you see, so we're in overwhelm most of the time, so you clear off and um, so if you wanted to write, if people just get a pen and paper and I'll just give them something else to clear off with. Or maybe can we put it on your site or something, Jeff? Have you got a – how else could we do it? I haven't got it with me without going into the computer. I didn't think of doing that. I've got a little thing that I say to clear things off I was going to give everybody. Well, you read it and I type it up. Oh, Are awesome. You? Okay. Yeah. Ready. Of, I don't know how my, I've got to mute myself, otherwise you're going to hear the typing going across through the microphone. All right, well, you mute so I've been told by my co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typically tap, 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 tap. <laughs> or trains on phone. Yeah, we're fine-tuning, fine-tuning all the time. Yeah, well, that's, we're all doing that. I fine-tune myself every damn day. <laughs> and I do the, the mirrors. I, I always do the you know a similar thing um yeah because i can yeah, I, I hey. yeah so it's like and yeah, i and i true. have been in shops and i've said please could you turn the music down i want to get some things in here and i can't concentrate so it's so blimmin loud and they look at you and then one guy got really funny with me and i said don't bother i'll go somewhere else can't be doing with that, I'm afraid. I'm the older brigade. I haven't got the time or the patience. <laughs> and we spend elder, a lot more. The elder brigade, not older. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you want to type this up, Jeff. So how I say it, and this is to clear other people's energy off you. And especially if you work as a massage therapist or one-on-one, -on -one, I mean, everyone should do it anyway, but particularly if you're working in people's energy fields, yeah? And this is just a basic thing. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's it, it works all the time. Um, if you've got old stuff sitting in there, you have to do more, but this is just day-to-day -day stuff to clear people's energy. Well done. I like that. Okay, so... You just go like this, Mother, Father, God. I command 
that you pull all the cords from Jeff. We'll just say between Jeff and me, we'll do Jeff and I. So I'll pull all of Jeff's cords from me, send them to the real and true light because there's lots of false light around now. And so I use that, the real and true light to be washed and cleaned. and reinserted into Jeff. So he's had his cords out of me, sent to the sent to the light, the real and true light, washed clean because we don't want to put them back dirty and back into him. And now we take all of my cords from Jeff You're right with that, Jeff? Wash and clean or insert it into, yeah, that's right, into name. And then you pull, so then I say, and I pull all of my cords from Jeff, repeat, send it to the real and true light to be washed and cleaned and reinsert it into me. I probably could have gone in onto my computer, maybe. And people yeah, can either take take a screenshot or write it and write it out for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> we got that. Have you got that, Jeff? Yeah. Okay, so just remind me, Andrina, to do the one to pull out of collective consciousness. Now, right. people, you can do that with anyone that you're still thinking of at the end of the day because if you're still thinking of them, either you've hooked into them or they've hooked into you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And particularly if you work like I clear, I only work with two people a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And that's not because I need to clear off all day or anything like that. But I just, um, uh, and, and if I do do a back-to-back -back where I work with one person and then, you know, within an hour I work with someone else, uh, because I have to leave an amount of space. I, I need usually an hour to an hour and a half, but sometimes I have to leave because I can't stop it. All because of me and send them to the real and true light to be washing cleaner inserted into, yay, into, yeah, into yourself. That's it, perfect. So it's just both ways. And then I pull all the cords for me. Yep, well done, mate. Awesome. You can be my new secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my daughter to do office work, you know, uh, computer work. Some, some I can do. Um, yeah, so uh, if you are thinking of someone, if you, <laughs> if you don't know, if you get home and you're still thinking of somebody, like I said, either they've hooked in or you've hooked in. And so um, you need to pull out of them because then you're carrying their stuff with you. Does that make sense? And what's she mm. saying there? And let's not forget. Yeah. Oh, we're going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I agree, Carol. I fully agree. Um, so, and if you're doing massage or you've liaised with someone, or particularly if you've had some sort of a, a heated discussion with someone, then that's just a really good quick thing to pull the cords out. It clears you off. And if everyone just did that every day, you get mm. back to self. Okay, because if you if you've been around 10 people, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like this. You walk into a room and you felt great, right? And when you walked out of it, you just felt terrible. Okay, you've hooked in. Okay, that's empathic. Or the feeling. It's it's just feeling energy. Or you might walk into a room and you know something's gone on before you've gotten in there, and then you find out later on there was an argument because you feel the energy. Right. And then that hooks in because your your spaghettis, as I call them, come from the belly, from the feeling center, and they go out when you walk into a room trying to see where you're going to fit. You know, when you walk into a room and you look around to see which group to go to, that's all done energetically. You're not looking around the room with these eyes. You're looking yeah. around the room with your energy to find out mm. who's who's going to be nice to you and who you're going to like sort of thing. Um, because if there's <laughs> anger in the corner, you're not going to want to go over there. You know what I mean? No. Oh, unless you're angry yourself in which you'll be attracted to that corner, of course. But then that's another, that's a completely different yeah, thing. Yeah, that's me. another story. Yeah, that's another story. That's for another <laughs> night, okay? Yeah, or another <laughs> show, yeah. Oh, I reckon I could probably do six months of shows. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to Carol, so what can people do? For starters, you can do that, Carol. You can start by becoming aware of energies. Two ways, do, you know, doing that, um, the testing of the food and what does this makes me, oh, good, it makes so much sense. So what can individuals do for themselves? Yeah, to, yeah, that's what I'll get onto now. And so um, you start by becoming aware okay this is without you know going and doing a class or anything start to become aware so note how you walk into somewhere say you're going like jeff walking into the supermarket and that and he knows that he just gets bombarded with these energies so when he comes out clearing that like i've just said will be awesome especially the shops that you know that you felt yucky energy coming from you clear it you just say from that shop from myers or from sorry myers or coles or whatever um but you clear out so clear out so if you're going to a friend's place for instance um the best way is just to feel how you are on entry and then feel how you are on exiting and once you exit if you still if you've got stuff or you don't feel the same it's great if you feel better of course but if you don't then you need to do that right now, what can you do? Okay, so you start to become aware, Carol, and you become aware that way with energies, and then you become aware a different way. People don't like it when I say this, but this is how you figure out what's going on with you and what you need to change. Every single person you come in contact with, you will get energy from, and they are the mirror reflection of yourself in some way shape or form so the best ones are family <laughs> they'll really yeah. show you where <laughs> okay so if you want to know your growth go and visit your family and um 
<laughs> it's not a joke, but it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So the best way, Carol, is to really start to take notice. So when someone annoys you or you get really badly annoyed or frustrated or angry, whenever you have a reaction, and that can be a good reaction too because that means that energy is in you also. So whenever you have a, have a reaction from anybody that you're talking with through the day, take a mental note. And then when you get home, especially if you want to clear something. And so say someone like really annoys you doing, I don't know, doing what, what can we, what's a good example? Okay, so let's just use this. This was one of the early ones I did. I went into a post office in Melbourne and it was Christmas time and there's a lineup like, you know, this many people. Anyway, I used to get really annoyed when people would push in in front of other people, including pushing in in front of me. And I would always, you know, like say something or whatever. I'm not usually not saying something. <laughs> but then after I started to become aware, I realised, okay, it's really annoying me. <clears throat> so, Carol, here you go. You turn it around and you ask yourself this question, where do I do that? That's the question. That's how you start to become aware, okay? So every single person that you come in contact with, when you leave their presence and you're in a different state of energy than what you were when you first got there, then ask yourself, they annoyed the crap out of me. Those people really annoyed me. Why? Turn it around. Find the emotion in the person. Like what was it you didn't like about them? in that post office that day, it was the fact that he pushed in. And I, you know, I got outside and I thought, but I don't push in in front of people because it actually annoys me. So what is it? And then after I got honest with myself, I realized that I was quite pushy, you know, like with my opinions on people, I would get this great idea. I said it was out of love. <laughs> So I would get your laughing, Jeff, is this you? Or are you just laughing at me because I'm being like this? <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay, so you get annoyed. So this is how you do it. So I thought, okay, and you got, like, you have to get really honest. And this is what I call awareness. I don't, people don't really understand what awareness is, okay? Mm. Um, awareness is becoming literally aware of everything that you're doing, everything that's going on around you, every energy that's in the air, everything, okay? And you can start by doing this. So you just say to yourself, okay, I don't push in in that line, but I am pushy. So where, the next question is, where are you pushy? You know, I was pushy with, like, if I read the latest thing and found out that no one should eat sugar, I just told my whole family, you shouldn't be eating that, and I would just drive them insane. <laughs> if mm. I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. you, you might them, have yeah. stories. Yeah. What was that, Jeff? And you pushed them, yeah. Yeah, and I would just be pushy about it, and I'd say, you know, they'd be eating their chocolate. I'd be going, you shouldn't be eating that, blah, blah, blah. It's not good for you. It does this, 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 this. And I did that for years, you know, and um, I don't know, that was just that was just one of the early things. You guys, maybe you guys have got something that you know. Come on, Jeff, you you were laughing. You must have something like that going on. I'm laughing at you, I'm laughing at you mate. Oh, I don't think you were. 
I was laughing. I was thinking of your kids thinking, man. Oh, yeah, like this, you know, that I drove them crazy. Andrina, have you got something where, that you know, like recently that annoyed you that you maybe we bring Carol back on and she can type something and I can help show her to show others, you know, if we want to, Carol, well, you want this, to do that? Well, oh, Carol's, my, Carol's my sister. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so she might say something about you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so like um, when we had lockdown, um, you know, we triggered each other's big times, but we both knew we were, we were just mirroring back unhealed parts that we had to keep work. You know, we would do an EFT, emotional codes and all of those sorts of things like, you know, so um, so we're very aware that when we trigger each other, but we we look at it straight away. Most often we don't let you know, we have let things fizzled um, for a bit, but, it, you know, you have to be in integrity and deal with it straight away, and then, it, then it's gone. Otherwise, you know, it's festering, it's bubbling away, and then do 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 So, um, yeah, like you know, like for me, I mean, I'm, I'm tidy. I like everything neat and tidy, and I find it hard being around people that, you know their way is different to mine and and i've had to really accept well that's how they are but it's not how i am and i just have to have acceptance um you know and that could be with many different things like you know i'm i don't like maybe going into people's houses and seeing the beds unmade for me when i go out i like to do my dishes and make my bed so when i come back is but that's how i i'm you know i i love to help people declutter i because I just, <laughs> I can see how people, you know, are reorganizing so it makes it easier for people rather than people, you know, I can't find this or where did I put that? So for me, it's like, well, how can I help people be the best version of themselves? So, um, yeah, so there could be many things. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's all you do. You just look <clears throat> and I just take it if you're wanting to, because... If you love what someone's doing, then you don't want to change that. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but if you start to take notice of what people <laughs> are annoying, or what's she right? She's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a control issue going on. But anyway, <laughs> so, we'll, um, yeah, so you, you just notice and you have to be really honest and it's not always the first thing. You know, it's not always the first thing that comes up, mm. you know. You, you have to go down and figure it out. But, I mean, if it keeps on coming up, you know, I always ask God. I'm a, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I just like that word for some reason. Mm. Um, and so I just say, look, or self, just self. Um, so, look, self, you know, um, show me where that's coming from. Mm. That's what you want to ask. Because, you know, somewhere, sometime ago, whatever, you know, you had an issue, you still have an issue with it or it wouldn't have annoyed you. And the amount of annoyance is the amount that it's in you. So if it just annoys you a little bit, you know, it can probably stay there or, you know, it's just a little bit in you. But if it annoys you big time, mm. well, then you need to look that's at it. Yeah. That's the biggie. Need, yeah, you really need to look at it. Yeah, it's really big. <laughs> And then you do it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you figure it out. It's the, the mm. amount of annoyance. Okay. Mm. Um, mm. 
I think that's about mm. all. And then, you know, you can start just to become aware of it and then become aware of when you're doing it. And then ask self where you're coming from. In other words, what you're asking is you're asking self to show you where that first entered. Yeah. Now, you can do a thing that I really love, Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian way of clearing things. And it goes something like, if people want to write this down, I love you. So you speak right yourself. Now. Yeah, you can type it again, yeah. Jeff, if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got work to do. I'll be sending it to you. You're coming up this weekend, aren't you? I'll have to get <laughs> We'll go and have a coffee and I can give you some more work. <laughs> Good job. Good job. He's muted a minute. I think he has on purpose. Okay. So I love you. And then I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. Done in I do that in the, sorry. I do that in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. I'm, yeah. I'm, over and over again i love you i'm sorry to do to do over yeah. and over until eventually i get off to sleep yeah you might as well you know otherwise you're just lying there going mental otherwise mm. so um, that is if you can't do anything else if you don't know another modality to clear it and and, and you can't um <clears throat> you know you just keep asking show me where this is coming from show me where this that's it perfect i love you i'm sorry but you can say those in any order it can be i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you it doesn't matter um mm. it's just a really brilliant way but just do be aware when you say it stuff is going to come up okay and so then you have to be aware enough to see what it is mm. and then you you can kind if we we'll just go one more step and then figure out which parent did it. Hmm. That would be the next thing before you need to figure out where it's from, which parent did it. And I, I don't want to harp on parents because, you know, no. you've got to blame them for all the stuff that you, you know, that you got from them. You have to blame them for all the stuff, the good stuff that you got from them too. So it's got to be a two way. I'm not giving the parents a hard time. Um, <laughs> I'm one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like, okay. We'll clear whatever mean things I did to you. What, did, what do you want to clear, you know? <laughs> Incidentally, you can um, uh, teach, you should be teaching your kids how to um, use their intuition. My granddaughter's 14. She does my work on, like, I'll work with her and I'll just, when we go and find the contract, because once you find the contract, you clear the whole scene or the um, agreement. And I'll just say, okay, where's that coming from? And she just goes, oh, went from there. And I go, where's that from? She goes there. I go, what contract did you make? And she just knows it. And she just keeps bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I started with her when she was 20 months old. Really? Yeah. So mm -hmm. how we did that was, um, and, and this is something for all parents, because the kids will teach you, you know. And in that class, uh I can, um, I teach this. So what happened was she was 20 months old and um, my daughter wanted to go to New Year's Eve as she would because she was young and I already wasn't and didn't want to go. So I just went and did the nine o'clock fireworks with my granddaughter. It was the first time she'd seen them. And we got home and, you know, when little kids are too tired and then they want mum and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't, tonight's the night I can't take her home because she's out, you know. 
So what am I going to do? You know, we're lying in bed and everything. It was dark. And she's like, I want mama, I want mama, darling, I'm going. And then I'm like, oh, she goes, I just want to see more fireworks. I just want to see more. And so um, I was oh. So I said, well, have a look at this. So what's in between your hands? Energy, right? So I pumped up the energy and then just held it up. And, of course, she could see it way better than me. And she just loved it. So we did fireworks like this. And that's how I started her set keeping her sight because you keep it until you're seven unless grandma teaches you and then you keep it yeah yeah if grandma yeah. can get there first <laughs> yeah, yeah if grandma gets there eh, you're awesome but with my kids so I started when my son he's now 39 I started learning this stuff and I just taught them as I learned I had no idea what I was doing seriously I didn't we could have been on another planet by now, you know, really, because I really had no idea what we were doing. But it was all a good learning experience and they were very gifted. So my oldest one was 10. He does similar work to me. He's a builder as well, but he does similar work to me. Very good on relationships, extremely good. Um, and then my other son, also brilliant. I learned heaps from him because he had incredible sight, incredible clairvoyance and knowing amazing and my daughter is a buzz on past lives mm. so there you go and she's 34 so the other one our son's 37 the oldest one's 39 so as I learned they learned but I didn't Lovely. learn how to clear stuff like I do now back then mm. you know so they didn't get that benefit whereas my granddaughter's getting that benefit as well and when I teach that class in person kids 12 and over I welcome them to come you know um, yeah. And she comes then and then she shows them. It's better coming from her. It's cool yeah. when it's a four-year-old helping you than a grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. Higher consciousness. People, I will figure out how to do these rooms and um, do it online. Or, or actually, if someone wants to get a group together at their house, I can do the class. You just have to put me on the television and I'll be the star for the day. And then we can just do it. If you get six people together, you can do the class there and I can see the energy anyway. So there mm. you go. I haven't thought of doing that. Mm. There, well, there you go. There you go. Well, brilliant. I'm dropping out of stuff now. <laughs> no, it's fabulous. So um, I don't know if, if there's anything else you want to share, but... Um, you know, you've given lots of information to help people on. And, you know, like more and more people are waking up and wondering what's going on or why am I feeling this or I can see something or, you know, all these different little things. So, you know, you've given a lot of food for thought for people and, and all your details are there so they can connect with you um, if they so choose or do one of your, your lovely workshops. Well, thank you, Andrina. I do, sorry, I do have to do the pulling out of collective consciousness. Oh, yeah, right. If you'd like to do that now. Yeah, everyone can do this. So whoever's out there in radio land, <laughs> let's just do this. So feel how you feel right now. Okay, just notice any heaviness or tension or anything like that. Or just if today your brain's been mental. I just call it mental these days because of all that energy Jeff was talking about, yeah? So if when I see this, if I'm just doing it, I just do it. You don't have to see what I see. But for those that like the um, description of what's actually going on, 
above your head there's like a tornado now it's not directly above your head it's up there right up call it up in the sky and it starts like a funnel and then it's and it's really big and it's right up there and it's gray black yeah I think MSM is in there. You know, what is it? The news? What do you call them? Mainstream media. That's what's in that that funnel, right? And all the nonsense that's going on and everybody's anxiety and everyone's fear because it's a collective consciousness. Mm. So the main thing that we're being in our collective consciousness at the moment is all those things that I put, you know, there before, the anxiety and the... Um, the, the noise in the shops and the, the um, constant bombardment of all of these things and so much fear because no one knows what's going on, yeah? So that's sitting up there. So if you just close your eyes, see if you can see it. Please don't connect with it, but just see if you can see the tornado up there. And now Jeff doesn't even have to write this because it's just simply a few words. You command, I command. So say this to yourselves or yell it out because just muted everyone probably. So I command <laughs> that I be pulled from the negative collective consciousness of this planet at this time. So I command to be pulled from the negative collective consciousness at this time. How do you feel? A bit different? Mm. Just a bit lighter? Mm, lighter. Yeah, lighter. That that's we get heavy without knowing it. That's why old people walk around hunched, yeah? Because they got, you know, all this stuff, yeah. all this stuff from their life on them. And so mm. we just, we're like, oh, that's better. So you just get lighter. And now when I'm looking, it's a lot further away from me. <clears throat> so if you use your sight, you can see it go. If you're using your feelings or the empath part of yourself, then you feel lighter. Everyone feels that. And if you're using your hearing, you can actually hear, hear it. And if you use your knowing, you just know it's gone. There you go. Mm. That's all you all your triggers okay <laughs> wonderful <laughs> well, thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for being our guest this week it's been absolutely fabulous and um yeah thank you and keep on doing what you're doing well thank you both for having me on jeff you owe me a coffee mate <laughs> i'll be up your way next week <laughs> that's what i said when you come up give me a hoy <laughs> all right everybody and thank you everyone for listening Okay. All right. See you same time, same place next week. And thank you to all our listeners. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>